Hey, so before we jump in, I was at this coffee shop, as you'll hear me say, and I was in the zone and I was just rambling. Very good information here, but this episode ended up being much longer than I would like. I like to keep them down. Um, so I split this into two sections. So this episode is going to talk about mental clarity, the importance of it. Where does it come from? How do we obtain it? And then stay tuned because next week I'm going to give you 10 ways that I personally use and continue to use uh, to increase my mental clarity. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome. I'm Regina, your host and mindset coach. This is the Moms Who Achieve podcast, where we discuss motherhood, mindset, money, and everything in between to equip first-generation changemakers with the tools they need to create the lives they want and deserve by managing their minds and taking massive action. I am super ecstatic that you're here, and I'm hopeful that with an open mind, you'll leave with exactly what you came for. Let's go. Hello, hello, Moms Who Achieve. It's Regina. I am here with you. So happy. And guess what? I am in a different location, so I'm feeling differently. I decided to switch things up and get out of my room, I guess you would call it. It's where I podcast now. And I called around, found a coffee house that I have been to before. I love, love local coffee shops. Like, that's my favorite thing. Even when I travel, like, I want to visit that because I just feel like I think it's the sense of community. I think it's a sense of a regular person, you know, like me, not like the Walmart CEO has created this. And also as I jump into entrepreneurship and I kind of see the other side that people don't see as you're trying to build something, I just appreciate it more. So I met one of our local spots, um, public parlor I always get it mixed up parlor public public parlor. and and the great thing about this place is they also have like a bar at night so like they have like a strict rule like after seven no laptops no nothing so you get this super chill vibe it's tree it's uh plants everywhere and really nice seating it's not just like table and chairs there's like little really cute almost like pool like when you know when you sit at the top at the side of a pool and those chairs, you can lay your legs out. Like it's like that, like little chairs like that, but kind of like at an angle. So it's like super comfortable. I have not laid in one yet, but man, it's probably an official word for those things. I don't know, but they got couches Then they have the tables. If you want just like all different kinds of options. I'm loving, like I've been here several times, but the candles throughout, um, you see plants everywhere hanging. It's just, I just love the vibe. So I had posted on Indie Local Foodies. I think it's what it's called. They never failed me. Like, hey, I want to switch up the vibe. Is there a place that has a private room? I prefer a coffee house. And this place came up. There's several, actually, most of which you have to pay for, which I'm not knocking them. You know, it's a lot of upkeep and, and all of that. But this place is actually free. Like, you just first come, first serve. And I got lucky as I was walking in. Someone was walking out. So here I am in their cute little booth, feeling differently because I'm in a different space. Anyhow, so today we are going to be chatting about mental clarity. And honestly, this is like going to be the most exploratory, is that a word? Most exploratory, not Tory, whatever, episode because 
this is actually a question I'm really vamping and thinking about and jumping into myself. So I decided to share that process with you guys. So why mental clarity? For me, I I feel like it kind of starts with my personality. So I don't know if you guys know or have heard of the Enneagram. You know, there's all different kinds of personality tests out there and different kinds of books you can read to kind of tell you your human design and your personality test and your uh, type, all, all different words to say, like, how do you show up in this world? Um, and one of my favorites is the Enneagram. And it, I think it's actually based in very um, Christian principles. Um, it goes way, way back. But the most updated book that I've read called The Road Back to You, I believe, he goes over the main nine Enneagrams. And I really like it because the book starts off with like asking or making statements like it'll read, I hate to be woke up in the morning. Like that's a random one, but it'll read like a statement. It'll read like 20 of them, I believe. And it kind of gives you an idea like, oh, I resonate with that. I resonate with that. I resonate with that. And kind of like by the end of the 20, you're like, hell no, that's not me. Or, oh my God, this person knows me. And so I'm an Enneagram 7. Uh, my husband didn't believe me. I was reading about the Enneagram five and dude, in the first 20, the the 20 statements that he started off with, I was like, oh my God, that's my husband. That's my husband. That's my husband. And so I dived into the chapter on, on Enneagram fives and it's like him, like almost very scary. Like they have to have their own private space. And he does like all these different things. And it just really, so like it bought me, man. Like I am so like, this shit is real. So anyway, I'm an Enneagram seven and actually fives and sevens, they have different quadrants and stuff. So we're very similar in a lot of different ways. And one of them, it's been a while since I jumped into the Enneagrams, but I know that I'm in my head a lot. So because of that mental clarity, I feel like I struggle with more than maybe some other people. My mind is always going, going, going. And I have these conversations with myself, even when I don't know I'm having these conversations with myself. I think that's why meditation is very hard for me. Not impossible. If I put the work in, I can totally master it. But it's not my favorite thing. And so as I have progressed through my career, when I first became a nurse, I knew then that in that moment, that wasn't going to always be my thing. I never knew anything past that, but I never had the umph to be a nurse forever. I just knew I wanted to help people. And I came up with a, being a nurse, I think back when I was a kid, because that's, you know, you see, that's what you hear about nurses. So um, throughout my career in nursing, I am very grateful because I have gained some amazing communication skills. I've dealt with any and every type of person, right? Because they all come in to the hospital, their families come in, you work with them. So there's probably not one personality that I have not worked with. And so over my nine years of being out there and even before then, when I was a tech and working at different places, like I've always worked with people. And anyways, the reason I'm saying all that is because I feel like maybe three to four years ago, I started thinking a little differently, just kind of thinking more like the future. What 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 am I going to be doing? Is this where I want to be? And I know it wasn't. I know I want to help people. What does that mean? And just started questioning my path and 
spirituality became a thing. I had been questioning spirituality for a, a long while. I think when my first brother passed because of just certain things that I was taught. I have been raised Christian that I was taught or I learned uh, didn't make sense. And so I questioned it. And, you know, it's the first thing they tell you not to do is to question God. So with that being said, that led me down a rabbit hole of a lot, of lot of thinking. And so fast forward to today in this last year, I've been serious about jumping into something totally different, something I have no idea of and sometimes not even knowing what that something is. But I know I want to help people. And as I've moved throughout asking those hard questions and thinking, I know I love to interact with and talk to moms and lots of questions still unanswered. But one thing I have realized is that mental clarity is key in knowing what it is I like me deep down myself wants to be doing in this world. And it's not something I've really mastered. So I start thinking and oh, what does that mean? How do you eat? How do you even know that you have mental clarity? Are there people out there that are actually quiet in their mind? How does a mom like, no, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be. This is the route I'm going to go. Like, how do you get to that point of clarity? Someone has is very much correlated with the amount of space they had to think for themselves as a child and not even in just parenting, like what kind of parents do you have? Did you have caretaking? How were you raised? But like, even in school, I feel like we don't really put enough emphasis on how much time children spend in school. You're talking eight hours plus a day, five days a week. Add that up with amount of time they need to go to sleep. Like most Children are not spending more than three to four hours with their primary caretakers during the school year, during the week. So a lot, I feel like a lot of that then falls on what's happening in school and how often are we allowed to really think for ourselves in school? That's like another freaking season of conversations that can be had, which is coming. But I'm just talking about the different things that came to my mind, like how How are we mentally clear? How can we get that way and what has stopped us? So childhood definitely, I feel like, affects how clear I am as an adult. I struggle with knowing what is for me and what is what I think other people think is for me, (laughs) if that makes sense. And I was well into adulthood before I realized, whoa, you can literally change all of these things if you want to, every single thing. And no one's going to do anything to you. I think that's crazy. Like I was really like, well, into my late 20s, right? And then you get a seed and you understand it, but life and you put that on a back burner. So anyways, here I am today just exploring with you guys because I don't really have the answer, but I do think the answer may come from answering the questions I'm going to talk about. And I'll talk about what I think the answer might be right now, which could be different tomorrow. What does it mean to be clear or have mental clarity? And for me, The more I am one with myself, as in what moves me in this world, the more I connect with God, the more clear I am. And I also don't think it's necessary to be clear about everything. I almost don't think it's possible, but I do think it's necessary to be clear of 
main things like what are the values that you want your kids to see noticing you maybe you're not even talking about it what what can they look at you and and say oh these are my mom's values these are these are the types of things she thinks is important like how do we modeling the behavior what are our standard values and morals just in the world how we deal with people when we see them when we're out and about What do we want for the world, for ourselves, for our future generations? Like, I think those bigger points, I really feel like we need to be clear on them because your goals, your aspirations, your values, your morals are going to dictate your day-to-day behavior. So, yes, I think it's important to be clear on what kind of person are you? What goals do you have so that both of those line up? So with that being said, you as a woman, you know, I'm talking about you and I as a woman, me as a mother, as a wife, as a human being in this world. And what do I want to bring to this world? Because every one of us have something that this world can benefit from. We are all experts in something. And so being clear on all of that, I believe is necessary. And I think it's important because, again, it's going to dictate how we show up each day. It's like if you don't have any future goals, if you don't know what your goal is for next year or even in your business or even in parenting, and if you don't have any goals, then what do you choose? What compass are you using to choose how you're going to show up each day? And the answer is going to be your external factors. What do other people think you should show up as? What's important to them? What looks good? What's popular? Like if you don't have your own, you have to default to something. So as I discovered how important having mental clarity is, I, of course, started wondering, well, how do I do that? What are some small changes that I can make that would help me to overall be clear on my message, be clear on how I want to show up every day to my husband, to myself, to my children, to the world, how I want to prioritize gaining mental clarity, keeping mental clarity, making it like the forefront of my mind. Like, I don't know about you, but I do not feel good when I'm confused. I do not feel good when I just feel like I'm going to and fro each day and just all over the place. I feel really good. And maybe it's schoolish. Maybe it's from school. Maybe it's from, you know, the thing we were taught to conform in so many different ways. Maybe that's why, but I feel good when I have a plan of some sort, when I know this is important to me because I do this because These are my top five things I want to, you know, reach in the next X years. Like, I feel good about that. I don't feel good about just waking up each day and allowing life tell me or choose the path I'm going to take every day, every minute, sometimes every second. Like, I don't feel good about that. I also think it's really important to note that when we have mental clarity, we're able to focus have organized thoughts and actually engage and be fully present in the moment, whatever it is that we're doing. Like when my thoughts are organized, then for the most part, like I don't think any, I set aside time to prep for it, just kind of put little notes in of what I wanted to make sure I talk about. And I set a timer last night to do that, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And I knew I was gonna have a space for my children to go today for me to do this recording. So because of that, my thoughts are organized. I know what I'm doing. Then last night and this morning, I was able to be fully engaged with my family because I knew that I had time set aside already for the things that I wanted to do. 
that's just one example of how like mental clarity would help us to be more more engaged more present in the moment no matter what we're doing right now I'm recording this podcast I can be 100% engaged here because I have everything else organized in my mind I know at x time I'm going to leave and I'm going to be with my family and when I am with my family I don't have to wonder well what am I gonna do this when am I gonna do that because I already have made that plan I'm already clear on that yeah I know I went on the rabbit hole of okay well how do I again make sure or build this mental clarity that I want and some of the main things came up sleep and honestly I didn't really place much value on this but I noticed now that I'm aware I notice how I show up when I don't have enough sleep I've never required a lot of sleep which means I get even less than that So if I'm okay with six-ish hours, it's nothing for me to get three to four hours of sleep and think I'm going to show up as this very high energy and super high vibes person. And oftentimes it doesn't work like that. I show up with a migraine. I show up irritated. I show up tired, not really wanting to be present with whatever it is I'm doing, especially when I get to engage with my children I'm like, I just want to go to sleep and it's taking forever for the nap time to come. So sleep, I will place very high on the priority for myself with mental clarity. Along with sleep, obviously diet has been the biggest eye opener actually for me in this past few months as I'm jumping into a journey of changing the way I eat for lifestyle and not for weight loss or not for something specific that the foods I eat really, really affect the way I show up for myself and for others. So your main important points, sleep, food, moving your body. I do not care to exercise. I really don't. But I'm learning of the benefits of it long term. I've learned, you know, I used to think of like, let me lift weights so I can get this body and this and that. But really lifting weights helps me build muscle which will protect my bones so that when I do have grandchildren or even now I can run with my little kids. And when I do have grandchildren, I can still move around pretty good, right? Losing weight helps me to feel good in my body. My bones not hurt, like trying to piece everything together so that my reasons aren't external, which is how they've always been. So exercising is going to increase those endorphins and just make, you know, when you work out, even if you don't freaking feel like it, when you go and you work out that moment after you're done, just feels so good. And the rest of the day is usually the same way. Managing our stress in a healthy way. I think I'm reading the four agreements right now and we place so much of how we feel inside. I place, I should talk about me. I place so much of how I feel inside on what someone else is doing, saying, or acting. And this book is helping me to understand that there were many agreements we made as children and we have been conditioned. They use a different word, but can't remember. Uh, domesticated, I believe, is the word he used. But the book talks a lot about things like don't take anything personally. Do your best. And this thing of non-attachment. Like we are so attached to outcomes, so attached to what people may think, what they may say, the expectations we put on other people on how they should show up for us. All of that is just super stressful. So learning how to disconnect in a way, in a healthy way, learning not to attach 
external factors, whether it be the way someone treats you, talks to you, how they show up in the world, how they show up for you, dictate what you're going to do, how you're going to feel, how you're going to show up will lessen stress so much and stress of other things. So we all have a lot of things pulling at us. You know, as moms, we have our children. If your children are in different ages and stages, that's an entire headache. Don't I know it? Um, If you're with someone, partnering, spouse, you're dealing with a whole other human being. That can be stressful. Stress from work. Stress from any aspirations you may have because it's definitely not a straight line up. You got bumps and bruises and valleys and highs and lows, all kinds of things. So all that can be stressful. Stress of just trying to find your way, just not knowing and trying to know and learning all these things and trying to unlearn all these things like the entire healing process can be stressful. So managing your stress, practicing mindfulness, being fully engaged in what it is you're doing in the moment, whether it's your work, whether it's your children, whether it's some kind of event that you're participating in whether it's one-on-one time with your child, with your spouse, with your friend, just being mindful of what's going on around you, finding balance in all the things that you're doing. I think the trying to achieve a very beautifully segmented balance between all the things in our life, I don't necessarily think that's possible. Although some may say it is, but I've yet to have discovered that I'm either doing very, very well in something or I'm lacking. And I'm also on the road to finding that balance. So I can't really speak for having a what they call work life balance where everything's just equally aligned because that's not shown up for me. But I do think that we can be mindful of the balance that we're creating. We can decide what's important for us, what's not important for us. And in those areas that are very important to us, make sure that we show up as our best selves. And of course, self-care, making sure we make time for that. And that's going to look different for everybody. When you think of self-care, you think of these extravagant, huge tub with the best bubbles that never go out. The most expensive, nice smelling candles. No one is making a sound. You hear the ocean outside your window. And then you have your favorite author sitting there like reading you the book. Like, (laughs) I think that we just have this very wrong picture of what self-care has to look like. But self-care is important. So now that we understand the importance of mental clarity and how it can show up in all the aspects of our lives, I'm going to wrap it up here. And next week, though, I'm going to share with you 10 of the top ways that I try to practice regularly to help increase my mental clarity. Because if this is something you've never done, you may be kind of stuck on what are the small changes and small practices that you can incorporate into your daily life to help you gain mental clarity as well. So stay tuned for that next week. So for today's mom shout out, ironically, it goes to a woman that I met in a mom group when I was actually looking for a coach to help me gain some clarity around my business model, my coaching program, how I want to show up in this space. Her name is Rachel Phillips, and she's a business activation coach. She has three babies, and she's also a breast cancer survivor. When I asked her what achievement meant to her, this is what she said, living in peace within myself while showing up fully every day, receiving all of the opportunities in life, 
I learned in the process of overcoming breast cancer in the middle of the pandemic with three young kids, the opportunities don't always come in a shiny bow or how we desire, but it's when real growth takes place. It comes down to our energy, mindset, and inner power and passion. So I spent some time with Rachel and she helped me to kind of understand that a lot of what I am going through as I am changing my mindset around showing up in this world, you know, going from being a nurse and that's, you know, what I show up as every day in my work life to now being so much more. And it's just so expansive and it can sometimes be overwhelming, but she did help me correlate a lot of what I've done in my career is very closely related to what I want to do in my coaching business. And like the sauce is in that messiness. The things that I have struggled with and overcame are so closely, if not perfectly matched to what I want to help other moms work through and overcome as well. So kind of like that trials and tribulations and like the negative quote unquote things that we go through actually can turn out to be lot greatest asset in this world depending on how we want to show up so I really appreciated her spending some time with me and helping me wrap my head around being authentic and what does that mean um and really just relying more on myself because everything that we all need is already within us and you know that to be true like when I'm out helping moms and I'm speaking to them and I'm doing the work but listen, every coach needs a coach. Like we all need somebody to help us get out of our own head. And she did a very good job of that in our little time that we spent together. So I'm totally looking forward to her free training that she's having next week. It's going to be Thursday, February 23rd in her Facebook group. I will link the group in the show notes. And during this training, she's going to share how mindset shifts, like consciously choosing the word harmony over balance, which is a title of her training, will open you up to create what you desire, experience more energy, and discover that inner joy. I'm super excited to see what she brings to the table. I highly suggest that you check out her Facebook group, check out what she has to offer, and absolutely check out her free training. That wraps up this week. I hope you found value. Please share with a mom friend, subscribe and leave a review. This helps this podcast to get into the minds of those who need it most. I would love to hear what you think about the episode. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Who Achieve. Looking forward to chatting with you next week. Take care.